When she became old enough to do it, she was kind of forced into prostitution to help supplement her family's income. She was like really good at kind of wielding influence with these like powerful people. This guy, Cheng Yi, he is this pirate king and he is absolutely enthralled with her. He was like, oh my God, you have to marry me. And Cheng Shi was like, well, I will marry you but I need to know that I'm going to have 50% ownership over all that you own. There were 80,000 pirates under Shang-Chi's command. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I am Sarah Gorski. I'm Chloe Skye. And I'm Jupiter F. Stone. And I am bringing you a badass Asian broad. Love to all of our Asian homies. What a fucking not so weak it's been. Um, But also like they deal with this shit all the time. So I want to uplift an amazing Asian broad today. Chang Shi. Have you guys heard of her? I have not. I don't believe so. I don't think so. Probably not. Have you guys seen any of, um, any, please, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End? Yes. Which one the, is that? That's the third one. That's the what? Is that the one where they're underwater? Uh, no. That's the one with all of the pirate lords coming together. Yeah, it's the one, it ends, oh, there's a big whirlpool at the end. It's the oh, one where Calypso, yeah. like, turns into a giant. I release you, Calypso. Yeah. Right. There's, yeah. It's the one where Johnny Depp is dead, and they have to bring him back from the crab place. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. We're plugged in. Okay. <laughs> right. You're plugged in. I mean, I don't even remember the mom. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even remember the mom myself. I don't even know if I watched the mom. I did think I, see, I saw that one. But there's this badass bitch who is this like, Mistress Ching. She's one of the nine pirate lords. Mm. And Chang Shi is a real-life person who inspired that character. Oh. So we are talking about oh, a Chinese pirate queen. Ooh. Oh, yes. Hell yes. Actually, she's not technically a queen. I, I put the word queen on her because, <laughs> as, as a respectful. She was not like royalty. She didn't wear a crown, although maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe she decided she was the royalty of the seas. <laughs> hey. I don't know. Well, let's find out. I think so. So she's actually known by a lot of different names, um... Chang-Chi uh, actually just translates to Cheng's widow, <laughs> which is her most common name. Uh, when you like Google Chinese pirate queen, you're going to find Chang-Chi. Um, but she's also known by Cheng-Yi Sao, Shi Yang, Ching-Chi, Mistress Ching, or Zheng-Yi Sao. I'm really going for it with the Chinese names, um, but if I get them wrong, my Chinese friends, I'm so sorry. I always just go for the gold here. Uh, so... Uh, so Ching Shi was born in 1775 um, under the maiden name either Shi Yang or Xilzhang Ji uh, Yu. I think that's you. And she was born in the poorest, like poverty-stricken part of the Guangdong province in China. Not very much is known about her early life, per the huge. <laughs> Not much is right. known about poor people's, the beginning of their life. But like a lot of women in the time period when she became old enough to do it, which was the tender age of 13, she was kind of forced into prostitution to help supplement her family's income. Wow. Wow. So she worked uh, in the floating brothels, which were also called flower boats in the Cantonese port city of Guangdong. 
Uh, so these boats would like sail along the river and along the coast and they would take customers on and apparently these like sex boats were like super popular because they thought like the sex was better when you were on the water and shit like that so people were like heavily into these like wow these flower boats these prostitute boats so boats, um, boats doing a little bit of the work for you you know rocking that's exactly what they <laughs> i found some pictures of these boats too i'm gonna put them on the the website too when this episode uh drops please do i'm fascinated by this <laughs> So Ching Shi was really fucking good at her job. She like had a way of talking. She was first of all supposed to be amazingly beautiful. And the pictures I found, I, I thought she's hot. She's super hot. But, you know, that could be just my opinion. But I feel like everyone in the world agrees, it seems. <laughs> at least how they wanted to portray her. She, she was super hospitable. And then she also got really good at like the pillow talk. It was said that like... She attracted super high-profile customers, including courtiers of the royal palace and military commanders and rich merchants. And this is while she's 13, or is this, like, over the course of many years? This is, like, over the a, like a decade. So probably not when she was 13 and she first started, but she, like, as she kind of, like, gave, okay. came into her own and actually became a, an adult woman and not a child. Right. She she just got really good. She was just really fucking... She was a great prostitute. Good for her. She she was good at her job. Love your work. Um, and it was said that she... Some sources said, say it differently, but a lot of the sources said she was, like, really good at kind of wielding influence with these, like, powerful people. And, like, from... So even just as a prostitute on these boats, she was kind of, like, wheeling and dealing and super smart and just knew what the fuck she was doing. So, anyway, this guy, Cheng Yi, he is this pirate king. And he is absolutely enthralled with her. He apparently was one of her customers and was super, super impressed. Uh, And some of the sources I found said that he was like, oh my god, you have to marry me. (laughs) This is, I was wondering, they have the same last name. (laughs) Yeah. And Cheng Shi was like, well, I will marry you, but I need to know that I'm going to have 50% ownership over all that you own. Like, I'm not going into this with nothing. Wow. I am a bad bitch. Hell yeah. And I want 50%. Get yours. Yes, yes, yes. And apparently he was like so head over heels for her. He was like, (laughs) yeah, fine. (laughs) Let's do it. Now, there's alternate versions of their marriage story. <laughs> of course there are. One of which is that um, he just, like, sent his men to kidnap her and so he could marry her that way. But I don't feel like that is how it rolled because 50, like, she got 50%. They had, like, 50%. They were in it together and they were, like, in now in this pirate partnership. So, Cheng Yi, he is the commander of what's called the Red Flag Fleet of Pirate Ships. And he had managed to, in his piracy career before this, he was able to unite a bunch of these rival... The pirates are, like were never united. They were always like their own little groups, right, fighting. And he was able to unite people together into like one big fucking fleet of pirates. And so he was able... He basically was able to unite every major pirate organization to become the Red Flag Fleet. So now he's like leading this fleet of pirates, which is kind of like fucking amazing. And then he marries Chang Shi. She's about 21, or no, she's 26 when that happened. So this is 1801. And they had this 
supposedly awesome marriage. Like they r- ran the fleet together and she was a super shrewd like businesswoman. She knew how to manage shit and really fast the fl- the uh, red flag fleet grows from 200 ships to over 600 ships. Whoa. Damn. And eventually they even have like 17 or 1800 ships and they had a color-coded fleet and they had the the red was like the primary one but then they also had like the black fleet, the white fleet, blue, yellow, green. Damn. They also formed this Cantonese pirate coalition with this other famous pirate, Wu Xier. And they had like this huge strength of power that they like basically owned the South China Sea. Um, and specifically, all the sources said uh, they basically like owned all of Macau to Canton on the coast. So things were going great for them business-wise, but they were not able to conceive a bebe, which is what everybody wants to do, because pirates do pass along along familial lines, apparently. I didn't really kind of realize that. Mm. So they end up adopting a grown man, <laughs> which apparently is kind of common when a couple couldn't have children. They still wanted to be able to pass on their business and teach their business. And so so apparently adult adoption was like a fairly common thing. So there's this, this young fisherman in his mid-20s named Cheng Po from a nearby coastal village. There's no word on how they chose him. Was he like a member of the, one of the fleets beforehand or he just they found a guy? <laughs> I don't think so. Like he might have been a victim. He he might have been. They either met him or maybe they captured him at some point. You know, because pirates did pirates did like rape. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And all that shit. <laughs> even if they even if we like to think they were good pirates, they kind of they kind of weren't. Yeah, problematic uh, uh, legacies <laughs> there. <laughs> so they adopt uh, Chiang Po, uh, and he becomes the second in command. So he's like they're gonna be the heir, um, and he's the most respected after his adopted parents. Also, though, apparently. He was fucking around with both his parents, um, which is kind of interesting. Although they're not blood, they're adopted. Right, right. right. See, this is some business move ass shit. That's right? like a, that's like a polyamory. Exactly. Way before you're gonna adopt a grown ass person and then be like, <laughs> but also we're all just in a relationship. That's poly. <laughs> what? What? I mean, okay. I think pirates were way ahead of their time, man. I think there was like. They were in charge of this badass fleet, so you kind of do what you want. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No laws on the seas. <laughs> so anyway, um, but things were going good, and, and everything was growing. The business is still growing. They're acquiring all these ships, and things are, are going great. And then in 1807, really suddenly, Zheng Yi passes away. Um, and there were a couple different accounts. One of them said he was killed at sea when a tsunami came through. Um, some of the stories said he was murdered in Vietnam. Wow. That's a pretty big difference. Right. Yeah, there wasn't any clear. I couldn't find a, a through line. Like, all the accounts kind of listed those two things, but nobody... I think nobody really knew. I just don't mm. think this shit was very well documented. And it all happened, like, at sea, and then the reports of whoever was there, I'm sure, are, like, highly shady. Um, <laughs> so he dies. Immediately, Chang Pao, the adopted son, is, like, becomes the leading commander, but it does kind of throw their pirate empire into this, like, frenzy. And all of a sudden, these united groups are like, I don't know, I don't know. And at this time, the red flag fleet is uh, between 50 and 70,000 strong. Wow. 50 to 70,000 pirates that's uh, are in the countries. Fleet. Yeah, that, that's fucking wow. So all of these, these like tenuously held 
kind of partnerships were all kind of suddenly, his death kind of threw them up into question. But Chang Shi was like, mm. she like goes in and she gets the support of her dead hubby's nephew and cousins and she uses her business savvy and she marries her adopted son and locks that shit in. <sighs> less than less than two weeks after her, her husband's death, she announces she's getting married to Chang Po, and uh, he, who is the commander of the Red Fleet. According to the, there was a, a, lead, a quote in one of the articles that following her husband's death, she summoned the scattering fleet captains and announced, quote, under the leadership of a man, you have all chosen to flee. We shall see how you prove yourselves under the hand of a woman. Oh, Ooh. oh, okay, okay. Love it, love it. And then she marries her son. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and comforted only with the fact that it wasn't blood relationship, but still that's... Right, you know. yeah. It's anyway. a little weird. But I, they were already I fucking, I guess. Brilliant. Was... I, I, who, I see the whole thing. I see the whole <laughs> thing. Looking for him on a deck. Looking for the cute honey. Who can we, who's going to, who, they all had ulterior motive. Pick, pick up that fisherman. We'll feed you. Ooh, yes. I, I'm sure. Making a movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. That's just so smart. It's like, fuck your, like, monogamy or your, like, your marriage laws and stuff. I mean, it, it sounds like she. We'll follow him, but just for, to gain yeah, power. Right. I mean, she's Solidar. not just. I don't think she just liked the booty though. She also was super smart. So like, he was the son. Right. He had, he was given the fleet. So she just lo- was able to like in doing that. She locked the power in and she like clinched the deal. Right. Yep. And also apparently movie. because he was like this from this like poor fishing village, he was under the adoptive son was like undereducated and apparently like all the sources <laughs> I was reading were like he was probably pretty easily manipulated and controlled oh, yeah. by her pretty obedient <laughs> oh yeah pretty obedient oh you guys I almost I almost forgot the most important fact of this whole <laughs> this whole episode so we talk about how she had like 1800 chips 80,000 pirates right do you guys know how many ships Blackbeard, the like most infamous pirate in the world, at least in like the Western Hemisphere, how many ships did he have? Do you know? I would imagine it has to be at least close to that. No. <laughs> it's like fucking 300. <laughs> 300 ships and a few thousand. So Ching Shi is like Blackbeard times 50 to, to or the, something to, like to that. To a power. <laughs> Exponential. <laughs> Exponentially Sick. greater than Blackbeard. Oh man, what a loser! <laughs> Blackbeard's a loser. I, that's our dude moment of the episode. The loser the, dude the, of the episode is the loser dude of the week, who actually is extremely lame compared to Ching Chi. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but all the pirates. So apparently, um, she was unlike any other leader they'd ever had before. Her husband had been super brash and loud, but she was very quiet. Um, and she like almost immediately. She sets down these really strict rules for their pirate kingdom. <laughs> um, it was like this this pirate code of conduct kind of that was like extremely like heavily heavily enforced. Uh, so her her pirate code included rules such as 
um, pirates who gave unauthorized orders, so not authorized by her, or who f- refused to follow orders were executed on the spot without a chance to even justify themselves. Um, all the goods <laughs> wow. that were seized had to be presented to them for inspection. And if any pirate was found hiding or under-reporting on goods, a part of their body was chopped off, depending on the scale uh, the scale of the crime and how, like, how much they were hiding. Loyalty and honesty were appreciated and, and worthy pirates were rewarded generously, setting an example to like, well, you behave good, you're going to get some good from the, from the pot, right? Um, there also was like this huge set of rules about how they treated captives. So female captives had to be treated respectfully. They were, this part I don't love, but I don't know what you can do. They were segregated. Women were segregated based on their looks. <laughs> so, the, so the weak and pregnant and unattractive ones were freed pretty quickly, but the really beautiful women <laughs> were often held for ransom. Uh, well, we'd be screwed. Uh, so, we'd, so we'd, we would be in so much trouble. <laughs> Um, and then the pirates were given freedom to marry the attractive women, but only under mutual consent. So they could not be forced into marriage. Okay. The women had to agree to it. Ow. And infidelity and rape were very serious offenses. And offenders were immediately hanged. So if you raped one of the prisoners, you were fucking hanged. And I'm yeah, I, heavily I like into that. that. Damn, damn. <laughs> I'm into that. I like Somebody that a lot. There also was, though, even consensual sex was also punishable, in which case both the man and the woman were killed. Wait, what? Was this just because she wanted to sleep with everybody and, like, made all these, like, weird sex rules? Like, it sounds like she was having sex, but is it just, like, outside of consensual? Like, you have to, I know people you feel like, 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 permission to have sex, like, after marriage. Like, that's weird. Is this some weird pirate, like... Um, I don't think so. Like, I think it was unusual. Like, what was unusual about it is that usually they just raped and pillaged and did whatever they want, right? And so she set these rules down where you can't. I, I, none of the sources I found made it sound like she was some sort of like cult leader, se- sex cult leader. <laughs> um, I think like this, the step something is weird, but it also makes sense in terms of like clinching the power agreements. Um, but she really just def- defended. Like women's honor, basically, and she also unfaithfulness was also highly like so if you were unfaithful with your wife, like if you cheated on her, you were also punished, usually executed. People who didn't stick to the code, they were like body parts were chopped off or they were hanged. Deserters would be hunted down and their ears were cut off. Um, people were also flogged and quartered and put in irons. Um, and also, apparently, I like this one. This one made me laugh. They didn't want to use... She didn't want them to use the word plunder. Instead, they had to say they were transferring shipment of goods. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Paint it how you like, I guess. <laughs> you in charge. Yeah. But it wor- but it's effective. Like, you start punishing people and you, without question. Like, you know, there's no exceptions. Like, you break the rules and you're punished. The people start to fucking obey your rules, right? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> true. She also apparently also, um, she even formed kind of like an ad hoc government within like the pirate organizations and they were bound to and protected by laws and taxes. So plunders that were seized had to be presented to the fleet and registered before it was distributed. So they wouldn't give it out until it was all like accounted for. And whatever ship had captured the loot got 20% of it. while the rest of it was placed into a collective fund for the whole fleet. So, that ships that weren't as successful or like worse at their pi- worse at being pirates, they still would get some money to help 
with ship repairs and like make sure that they could still like get their guns or get whatever they you know get the, whatever they needed so it was like she had this like little like whole government going on yeah but people were for the most part like their fleet was really happy because everybody was benefiting so like the money wasn't just going into like one person's pocket it was being spread around and people were being relatively cared for and their wives were hot and like all you know people were really happy <laughs> They ended up taking over, like, the kind of the whole China Sea. So the British, the French, everybody who was trying to get goods to and from was at at risk from the pirates. Like, literally everyone was suffering because of their fires. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. We're we're more powerful than every country. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Don't sail through our waters. (laughs) She was called, Changxi was, like, started to be called the terror of South China. (laughs) And apparently there was one account when one of the sources said that she would cruelly punish those that resisted her by nailing their feet to her ship's deck and beating them. Yikes. There was a story about a coastal village in Shanshan where they beheaded eight men, 80 men, AT, eight zero, and abducted the women and children and held them for ransom until they were sold to slavery. Um, People also claim that she was an opium smuggler. Some people said she only did the looting and robbing and taxing the villages. But Chinese, Portuguese, and British naval ships were all lost to the to the Red Fleet. The Red Fleet, like, just wow. fucking dominated. Like, literally, it was said no ship could go anywhere in the South China Sea without them knowing about it. And entire towns worked for them and gave them goods and food and provisions. And any ships that wanted to cross the South China Sea were taxed by them. And if they refused, they were attacked and plundered immediately. <laughs> wow. That's, that is a... Whew, that's a business. That is a business. Apparently one of the primary sources about Changxi's life is this is a Westerner. This guy named Richard Glasspool, who worked for an East India company trading. He was captured in September 1809 and held to December. He has this account of like how well he was treated and like he wasn't abused and he was like fed and clothed and cared for. And in his account, while he was captured there and treated really well, he estimated that there were 80,000 pirates under Shangxi's command and about 1,000 large junks. Junks is what they call the type of ship that they um, sailed and 800 smaller junks and robo- uh, rowboats. Wow. So that's like 1,800 that's a, ships. That's an army. That's a whole... That's crazy. Oh Wow. <laughs> crazy it's and an because armada. they had they had such a, it is an armada and because they were so powerful like they were really fucking up trade they were like fucking shit up in this part of the world massively and the chinese government which at this point were in the the king dynasty the qing dynasty was like we gotta get we gotta solve this fucking pirate problem they are causing <laughs> massive issues for us with all the trading that we're trying to do so in, in uh, 1809, apparently the Chinese government tried to blockade the Red Fleet for three weeks. And at the end of the three weeks, the government ships were completely destroyed. And Ching Shi <laughs> and her fleet were like totally unscathed. Like they, were, like they lost like minimal people and minimal ships. 
try to blockade us. We've been doing this. We've been doing are? this. You stayed to the land. So, so all of these um, accounts like didn't have very specific dates on them. So I, so these are kind of like legend things, but I still think they're so awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to just say them. Um, so apparently the Chinese government also at one point sends suicide boats, which were loaded with straw and explosives that they were going to set on fire and just like launch at the, her fleet. But um, the red flag fleet, the the red flags were able to like go in, put out the flames, repair the ships, and then put the ships in their own fleet. (laughs) (laughs) So the pirates only lost like 40 people and not even a single ship. And they were able to like get more ships. And apparently the leader of the government expedition like tried to like lie about how badly they did. And he like... (laughs) falsified all these documentations and then later he ends up like committing suicide which of course is stark as shit but uh but still wow Jen, she owned crazy. them she owned them i would not want to be one of the pirates who had to jump onto the burning ship and True, put out the explosives like numerically it works right but it's like right. damn <laughs> 40 people but in comparison to you thinking like okay this is a government military like damn but then or maybe it's like they ask for volunteers, and it's the people who are, like, on the outs, kind of trying to earn the good graces again. Like, I'll do it. I volunteer to it also, go on the explosion. It also seemed ship. to me, it seemed like in some of these, like, accounts, too, that, like, the government navy was, like, kind of newbie. Like, they were kind of like a novice fleet, and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And there's another account where, um, where the emperor is, like, trying to put an end to all of this. He So he sends the whole navy, the Mandarin navy, out to confront the Red Flag fleet, like only a couple hours into the battle, the the navy was like completely destroyed. So Cheng Shi is like, "Listen, you guys, you lost, but you know, we won't punish you and hurt you if you join us. Like, come join our forces." And they do. <laughs> the navy's like, "Okay, <laughs> like, we don't want to die. We'll come join you. It sounds like a good time." So the Mandarin Navy is, like, absorbed by the Red Flag Fleet, and the, the King Dynasty loses this huge branch <laughs> of their Navy. It's fucking crazy. Wow. <laughs> That's power. Damn. Power. That's influence. Damn. Yes, she's OG influencer. Come through. OG. And so, uh, and but it's not just China that's fighting them, too. It's try- like England, France, Portugal. Everybody is, like, trying to get the Red Flag Fleet, and they, they couldn't. For a long time, they just, like, sit at this, like, peak. Um, the emperor was enraged. A woman was controlling such a huge amount of the land and the sea. Um, and so he, they're trying, like, to shut them down no, no matter how they can. And they offer them, in this, like, desperate plea, he's like, how about if we give you amnesty, if we, like, let you off the hook and promise you no one will be punished, will you stop being a pirate? Will you, like, dissolve your fleet? Um, and, uh, and apparently at this point, the Portuguese Navy was starting to actually make some headway and the Red Flag Fleet did start to lose a couple of battles and things were starting to look not as good for them. I'm not even quite clear based, like in the sources I found, it's not really clear like how they started losing or what, you know, the who, what, why, when of, of that situation. But things started to just turn a little more sour for them. And so... Xing Shi um, is like, well, we're starting to not do so hot. I don't know if we can hold out much longer, kind of dominating this huge amount. So she takes up the offer from the emperor and she's like, sure, we'll take the amnesty. Uh, and apparently the emperor like allows them to take home all of their loot. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they don't punish them. And they even, like, give a bunch of the pirates, including her, or Chang Pao, her new hubs, the young, the young, th- the young big dick. <laughs> the, he, like, gets promoted to be the captain of King's Guangdong Navy. And all of these, like, pirates are promoted into bureau- bureaucratic positions. And they all, like, just, like, get off the hook for it. <laughs> But the government's just, like, so thrilled that they gave in. They're like, whatever. Now, there's an alternate version, though. So, alternate... We had alternate versions in various sources. It's so hard. I don't know. I can't tell always which... Sometimes it's really clear which sources just suck and which are good. Right. um, There's a few alternate stories in terms of how it goes down. So, one of the alternate versions is that in September, November of 1809, they started to get... They started to suffer defeats from by the Portuguese Navy. There's this Battle of the Tiger's Mouth, um, and they started to realize that they couldn't hold out anymore. And so they surrender to the Portuguese Navy, but then are offered amnesty by the King government, the, the dynasty government. Um, and so the amnesty allowed 60 pirates to be banished, 151 to be exiled, and only 126 put to death out of a fleet of 17,318, which is kind of crazy. Um, and the remaining pirates had to surrender their weapons. So in one of the versions of the story, everybody gets off scot-free. In some of the versions, there's still a few punished. There's also another version of the story where um, the government, the Chinese government is trying to negotiate. And th- this guy on behalf of the government, Zhang Bailing, is negotiating with Chang Pao the hubs um, and the government wanted the pirates to kneel down before them. And the pirates were like, um, no. And they wanted to take some of the loot. And there was this back and forth. And apparently Ching Shi was like, fuck it. And she walks into Zhang Bai Ling's office unarmed with 17, they say illiterate women. I don't know why they had to say that illiterate women and children. And she concludes negotiations and was permitted to keep all her loot. And instead of kneeling, Zhang Bai Ling, agreed to witness the marriage of Chang Shi and Chang Pao. And I was like, that's weird because I thought they were already married. And then I looked at some other sources that said, because supposedly widows, uh, widowers were not supposed to marry again. So they were like married in piracy eyes, but like not legally because mm-hmm. she was a widow. So apparently in this version of the story, the government guy marries them. And they still, he still gets his big position at the head of the Navy and all this stuff. So, um, and she, they do end up having kids. Um, they go into retirement. They like retire as pirates. Um, Chang Pao starts to like actually hunt other pirates. He becomes a pirate hunter, which is like way to turn the tables, dude. She, they have two kids. They have a son, Chang Yulin, and also apparently a daughter, but not much is said about her. And then... Um, in 1822, Chiang Pao dies at sea. It doesn't say how or, or why. Um, and and um, Chiang Shi moves her kiddos to Macau. Macau? I don't know how to say that city name. Um, and she opens up a, a gambling house and she starts doing salt trade, um, like uh, salt trading. She also apparently was serving as an advisor to one of the government leaders, Lin Zheju during the first opium war which is that's like around now we're around like 1839 1840 yeah she does like really well for herself and she's like not pirating anymore she's like got legitimate relatively legitimate trades right she got cred (laughs) right i mean yeah whatever you want to do whatever you want to (laughs) do one of the versions of the the negotiation part of the story said that she was able to negotiate a bunch to be able to keep a bunch of the fleet 
which she ended up using for her salt trading and stuff like that too. And I'm like, that would make sense too. Like yeah. I said, I don't know which version of this is the truest, but there's here's all the versions for y'all's enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably kernels of truth in all of them. Choose, right. Wow. Um, and then apparently, um, towards the end of her life, also she opens a brothel. And she, she starts running her own brothel, which is like, roots. back to your roots, right? Yup, yup. She's like, I know how to do this. I got all the equipment. Damn. <laughs> and then in 1844, at the ripe old age of 69, she dies in her sleep peacefully. Wow. Um, that is a life. She rocked her, she ran this badass pirate ring, and then she just kind of was able to negotiate and not get punished and yeah. live her life peacefully and continue That's to dominate. crazy. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely Ooh. amazing. Respect. Respect. Oh, y'all, Absolutely. can you believe her? Isn't Damn. she great? That's amazing. Oh, wow. She's a broad I wish I knew in real life. I yeah. know. We missed her by, like, you know, a couple hundred years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would have necessarily been well treated by her, but it depends what what I was doing at the time. If she thought you were beautiful or not, D- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Chloe, we're both white. I don't know that we would fare well. No, we probably wouldn't. We probably wouldn't do all right. But yeah. if we did right. really well with, if we were liked by some of the pirates, maybe we would have been married. Right, right. <laughs> Consensually, there's options for you. But then possibly options. killed anyway. <laughs> It's, so well, if we cheated, I don't know. Right. I mean, I kind of got a respected woman that lays down the law about like not cheating on your shit. You no, know. I right. mean, you got to keep people in law. You can't build an empire like that without having some some law and order. I no. think, and especially in like the context of the time and like the industry that you're in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. damn, mm-hmm. gotta look at the damn. context. <laughs> well, that is Changshi. Uh, that's all I got for y'all today. Thank you, listeners, so much for listening. We love when you listen. If you love us, you should leave us a review. Leave us a review. I should write a song about it. Um, but uh, can you can spur check out action. You can check out all of our broads, um, other broads we've done at broadsyoushouldknow.com. You can also suggest a broad there. Hit us up on Instagram and social media at broadsyoushouldknow, and come back next week for another broad you should know.